Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 o'clock. So who's with me? As always, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? Steeler Nation, what's up? <laughs> you doing all right? You doing good? I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article Sunday. We're six weeks removed from the last time the Steelers were on the field. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. When <laughs> uh, training camp start? So. I was going to say, he's not the best color man of the game for nothing. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because because you're like, oh, the offseason. There was things are moving along. Today was the first day that teams could use the franchise tag. Now, I didn't hear any reports of anyone doing that, and that's for a good reason, something we're going to get to. Um, some things have happened recently. We knew yesterday, and they talked about it on the on the hangover that um Cam Hayward did his extension or yep. not extension, sorry. I used the wrong word, which is so funny. I know because you're so I'm so frustrated of people using the wrong terms that I even did an article about it this morning. His was sorry. His is a restructure. I had the next one in mind is why I said extension, and we'll get there in just a second. Um, so we got Cam Hayward restructured. A lot of people were expecting that next one to be Stefan to it. I brought up that that might not be so easy to do right now. Because he's on the old CBA versus under yeah. the new CBA. And there's different stipulations based on them changing the number of games that they have to take into account with the old CBA. So it could still happen. 
but it might not. If you want to know more about that, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and check out that article. You have something about that you want to say? No, because you just made me then sit there and think a minute. What's that? After reading your article. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so if instead of a restructure mm-hmm. for Stefan to it, what if we did? An extension. I thought of that, and I almost brought it up in the article, but the Steelers would have to make a really big exception because they don't do extensions with until there's only one year left outside of the position of quarterback. That's their that's their franchise, I guess, rule. I mean, they don't have to follow it. Yeah. If they, I could have argued that if they want to break their own rule. It's going to be because, hey, we need to get guys under the new CBA. I yeah. can see that as an exception. I just don't know that right. they'll do it. Because if, if they give him an extension, then they then, can move the numbers around and bring him to the new CBA, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, because a restructure does not put a, a contract under the new CBA because you're not changing anything other than how you're distributing the money. So right. if you really want a full breakdown of that, seriously, go go check it out. It's on the website. It's um, somewhere towards the top. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff happening, which uh, we want to get to now because we get to be the first BTSC podcast to talk about the news that seems like news and seems like a lot of news, but you just still are like, yeah, let's wait and see for sure. But it sounds good. And that is that one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger did meet today with Art Rooney II, according to Jared Dulock of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, which nobody has disputed, especially since the news this evening was, well, first of all, they said that the meeting went well, if you know what I mean. What do you think a went well meeting means? Um, means neither party got up and stormed out. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. They both seemed happy with stuff. They weren't mad at each other when it was all done. So, uh, Hey, Chad, I did just see your comment there that, uh, he appreciated that article there. Now, th- thanks. Thanks for the shout out there. I appreciate that. So the, the meeting went well, but then we get the news, the news from, if you don't know the name, Ryan Tolner. If you don't know who Ryan Tolner is, that is the agent for one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And I'm going to just flat up read the statement. This was reported by yes. um by, by Aditi Kinkabwala of the of the NFL Network. NFL Network? Yeah. I just I get them an ESPN switch sometimes, so I'm right on that one. NFL Network. Um And this is what he said in a statement about it afterwards. He says, they want Ben back and will contact me soon to address his cap situation. As we've shared since the season ended, we are happy to creatively adjust his contract to help them build the best team possible. A year ago, Ben wasn't sure if he could throw again, but he battled back to get 12 wins and the eighth division title of his career. They lost steam down the stretch, and that doesn't sit well for him. So the fire burns strong and there's plenty of gas in the tank. Before we break down those words anymore, what's your, what was your knee jerk reaction to that? I kind of just looked at it that, you know, Ben and Art the second sat down, they talk, the talks went well, Ben, probably then contacts his agent and said, 
talks went well. We're going to get together and we're going to work out the money. Make it work. Yep. Well, well, bottom line is to me, yeah, I agree with you. I think this was a conversation that went from Ben had to have the conversation with Mr. Rooney. Mr. Rooney seemed to be on the same page, we assume, with, with general manager Kevin Colbert, where Ben might not have – Things aren't going to be exactly the same for Ben. You know, you got the new offensive coordinator. They're wanting to do new things gradually, gradually with the Matt Canada stuff. And so Ben has this meeting. He meets with Mr. Rooney. When he's all said, it doesn't seem like anything they said makes Ben not want to play. Ben had to make the decision then. Was he going to tell his agent, hey, um, I'm not sure about this. Let me talk it over with the family. This might be it for us. I don't know if this is what I want to do. But instead, he says to his agent, all right, we all sound good. Your They're job is on now. Go make it happen. So in other words, it sounds like he got the – I mean, if you read between the lines, remember, this is reading between the lines. This is just what we're assuming, that he gave his agent the green light to go get it done, which is a step, which is news, which is, which is moving in the – well, some people might think it's the right direction. Some people might think that's the wrong direction because there are all there are those that don't want Ben Roethlisberger back. There are those that do want Ben Roethlisberger back. But everybody that wants one or the other definitely does not want a $41.25 million cap hit for 2021. That's something I think we can all agree on. Uh, so yeah. if, you, if you look at this stuff and break it down a little bit more, a couple things I just wanted to ask you about in there. Um, notice that he says we are happy to creatively adjust his contract. Notice when some other people were saying he's willing to take a pay cut. Did they use the term pay cut in there? No, no, but, um, that was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that, that may still happen. Yeah. Um, but you're never going to come out and say that. No. What's going to happen is most of the money's going into a, into into the signing bonus. The question is the years and all that other stuff that they add yep. onto the contract. Yep. So, and maybe not even all the money. Maybe it's just some of it goes into a signing bonus for this year. Who knows? But so there's a lot to figure out with the numbers. There is. What, go ahead. Well, uh, I'm feeling kind. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw all this come out and everything that's there, and I'm like, you know what? It's great. They're talking. Things look like they're moving along. But then I got the feeling, I don't know, my my inner bad was coming out. Mm-hmm. I just felt my Brian Anthony Davis just coming to the forefront, and I and I just had to, you know, <laughs> go back in time for a pop culture reference, mm-hmm. and I just felt, you know. I needed to go back to Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Show him the money. No. <laughs> well, sort of. You know, okay. it's, it's, until they can show me the salary cap money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have I don't have a whole lot to say or think yeah. about it. Well, I, I have say, something yeah. more than that. I want to bring up something. This I hope I I hope he doesn't mind if I out him or not. Uh, this was from Andrew Wilbar. I want to bring this up just to bring something. He says, "Is a restructure going to be a true pay cut, or is it just going to be kick the can in, into the future?" Um, that's the big question. It's probably kick the can into the future. We know this. Um, we know that twenty two and a quarter of it's not going away. I hope he doesn't mind that I out him because Andrew Wilbar. Um, 
he had he's had two articles on the main page for the for behind the steel curtain in the last couple of days. Um, hope that's hope that's okay that I didn't uh, ruin your alias. Maybe I shouldn't say who uh, who who his screen name is that he's writing under. But uh, yeah, he had one Sunday and one today. Um, really good stuff. Also, by the way, so um, thanks for joining into the to the BTSE family, Andrew. But what I wanted to say about that is something that I've seen. I'm not calling Andrew out on this because this is just a live chat, but I've seen this on social media. I've even heard it said on ESPN and it drives me nuts. And it's why I did the article I did this morning with terminology. Ben is not a restructure. Ben is an extension. Correct. Now within that extension is a restructure, but you can't, Correct. but, and I think we're all assuming that this is what you mean, but I've seen places list Ben Roethlisberger as one of the players for the Steelers that will be restructured along with Cam Hayward and Stefan to And the only other two options are Boswell and Derek Watt. And I'm thinking about doing some articles about how wise that would be. And they throw on Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger does not fit in that category because he only has one year left on his contract. It has to be an extension first. And then you are restructuring the last year of his deal. Or it could just be a whole brand new deal. They can do that as a possibility. So it looks like they're going to be working out stuff. I brought up something, and Jeffrey Benedict um, in our Slack channel agrees with me. There's some weird financials going on, much like with the Stefan Tuitt thing. Because remember, Ben's old contract is old CBA. Yep. Okay. Does this? How much does the seventeenth game come into this? Are they adding a seventeenth game? It changes the financials a little bit, but just enough to really hold up the stuff being done. Do you think that? Do you think that? And the combination of not knowing the salary cap. Do you think that's kind of what's going on here? Um, or do you think they're going to get it done anyway? Very they're going to get it done. They're going to get it done anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to pay Ben enough, and he's been paid enough that I don't think anybody's going to be crying over anything. Yeah. At least anybody shouldn't be crying over anything. <laughs> shouldn't be crying over anything. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny because people are like, oh, well, we need to move on. Or I just, even though Ben Roethlisberger may not be the, what he was, it doesn't mean that he's still not the best option. It doesn't, and you you just have to change how you build a team around him. Okay, so I do have to say I did get permission um, from Andrew. If you want to know his articles, Steeler Fan Eleven, Steeler Fan Eleven on the website. Um, that's Andrew. Um, he had a he had a great three round mock draft that we that we bumped up to the main page on Sunday, and then he wrote his first official straight to main page article today about the pros and cons of a first round running back. Very good stuff. Make sure you check it out, Andrew. Um, I enjoyed the mock draft article. Yeah, so you didn't know that. Yeah, I read that on Sunday. I enjoyed that one actually. Yeah, that, that was a big article. That that yep. did really well. And we had to put a disclaimer because we didn't bump it to the main page. He wrote it before the Carson Wentz trade. Yeah. So, but then we didn't put it up there till after the trade. So we had to say that's on us. All that really good stuff. Looking forward to, to, to more stuff from him. So this is good stuff. And, and I know we're we want to dive into the other topic of the show, but this is this happened since we decided what we were going to be talking about tonight. This is kind of a an important step of the Steelers offseason. Do you think this sets other things in motion for the Steelers? Or do you think the name's got to be signed on the dotted line first? It's got to be signed on the dotted line first. Yeah. It can set it in motion, but nothing else can happen until this is done. 
That's true. That's true. It's got to right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can you can behind the scenes work stuff, thinking you got an idea what's going on, but until this one's until this is signed, it's not done, and you can't do other things. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and and it's so interesting because you can you can spin the Ben Roethlisberger how you're looking at him going into 2021. Either way, it's kind of, this goes back to another article. This was my six weeks article that I did on Sunday was you kind of fall into whatever narrative you want to believe. And that's what we kind of feel sometimes about the Steelers. Now that we're six weeks removed from the last time they played, we have a, our, sometimes our, our memory might not be as good as what we think. Instead, we think what we feel rather than what actually happened. And I brought up some, uh, some options about, or some examples of that, which, I've myself done. I did that last year. Was thinking Benny Snell, based on his last game, was ready to explode this year and didn't quite happen. So I'll take that one on the chin. But um, that's kind of how we, how some people are with Ben Roethlisberger. Is you can spin it either way. They're like, he's getting older. He completely fell off last year. What makes you think that he's going to last any longer this year? I get it. But at the same time, there's also the camp of he didn't have a regular offseason because he was rehabbing. He was coming back off the elbow surgery. Give him a year to actually do everything the way he normally does to see if he can do it again. Does that make sense? Do do, do both of those arguments sound about what you're getting either way? Yeah, it it is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can look at it the same way. You know, how, how is his elbow any different from a guy with an ACL? They can come back and play mm-hmm. after after that injury. But typically it's year two before they get back to fully being the player they were before. Yes. Or I, anywhere I close agree. to the player they were before. So I agree. And I'll be honest with you. I think if Ben Roethlisberger struggles, they won't hesitate as much as they would have in the past to – explore other options throughout the season, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, but we're that's putting the cart before the horse. We're really getting out there. Sure. Is. So um get off that. But, yes, but it's but it's news that that it looks like that's the direction that it's going. So now last question about it before we move from quarterback to cornerback. Okay. Yep. Before we said with Ben we felt it was 50-50 and we were both okay either way with however it went. Mm-hmm. Where do you put that now? 80-20. That's the exact numbers I was going to go with, too. 80-20. And, yep. you know, there's still a chance it doesn't work out, but I, I, th- I think you're right there. So yep. um, so let's transition over. It's so much talk with the Steelers has been about the quarterback position that I was diving into some stuff with the cornerback position on defense, and I was like, this is something that there's a lot of stuff up in the air that I've really wanted to discuss with you and figure out. And that is the Steelers, their two starting corners have very large cap hits this upcoming year. Um, I was, I'll go ahead and tell you now tomorrow Steelers vertex for Jeffrey Benedict and myself at behind the curtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers um, is on Steven Nelson. And, and, uh, the season that he had and how he, although Jeffrey brought up some great stuff in the film that he might not have had the same stats that he did in 2019, but look at the extra stuff they were asking him to do. You've got to check that out tomorrow. It's good stuff. Jeffrey always does a great job with his film breakdown. But the one thing I brought up was, as 
Steven Nelson signed the most expensive free agent contract that the Steelers had ever done. And it was three years, $25.5 million. Mm-hmm. Over 14 million of that is counting towards this year's salary cap. So over half of the contract that he's getting is, is ca- being counted here on this third year. That's tough. So when you got Steven Nelson at $14.42 million, you've got Joe Hayden's cap number is $15.575 million. There's a lot of question marks there. And I've heard one or both players as big potential salary cap cuts by the Steelers. Because when you look at the numbers – you know, Hayden, you could you would be you would be saving um seven million dollars. Nelson, you know, he doesn't have as big of a cap hit, and you would be saving more, it'd be eight point two five million dollars if you're looking at that. But then you gotta look at the rest of the roster. You gotta look at the rest of that roster. And you've got free agents in Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton. So you're talking about your top four corners. Do you really want to go into your season with all four of them gone? Well, no. No. If the questions are, what do you do or what can you do? Yes. What do you do and what can you do? So before we decide what we can or can't do, let's break down who they got and what it, and, and what it costs. So I went over Joe Hayden, Stephen Nelson. On Monday, I did a, a – this all stemmed from an idea I had in my head from an article I did Monday that was about um, cost above replacement. And I looked and I I lumped Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton together because it was the mm-hmm. same position. So it made sense to right. talk about it. And when I got to look at it, I'm like, the Steelers don't have an answer for slot corner if they lose both those players. You agree? Yeah. I mean, because after those two guys, you've got Justin Lane on a rookie deal. You've got James Pierre, undrafted free agent that played in 16 games last year. Well, hold on. 17 games last year got to include the playoff game. And when it came down to it, when they had to decide for for when they needed another outside corner with Joe Hayden out on the COVID list, and when Cam Sutton would go back into his dime role, they went with, P, they went with Pierre over Lane in the playoff game. So mm-hmm. you've got him. But then beyond that, you have, you have a, a player that they signed to a futures contract in Trevor Williams – who who has played, let me count them up. He's played 37 NFL games in five seasons. He has 27 starts. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think it was 2000. I'm looking, 2017 was when he started 15 games for the for the Chargers and everything. They signed him to a futures contract, which is a flyer, taking a flyer on someone, but I don't know that that's someone that you really can you know, have your plans on. And then they also have another, another futures contract guy in, in Steven Denmark. And that's their corners. That's their corners. So what do you do, Rich? What do you do? What do you do with Nelson? What do you do with Hayden? What do you do with Sutton? What do you do with Hilton? What do you do? Well, do I get to, I'll put on my GM hat. And... <laughs> yep, that's the question. All right. Um, 
I'm not saying this is what they're going to do, but, he, okay. but to me, here's something I think they're probably looking at, see if it makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. Steven Nelson is what? How much younger is he than Joe Hayden? He's, I think he just turned 28, if I, yeah, I, if right. I do recall. And Joe Hayden is, he's in his 30, is he 31? One or two. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. Think. He might. He is he one of those guys that's 31 now, but he'll be 32 for next yeah, year. Yeah, maybe. You so, know, I'll so me, I'm sitting there thinking. It's me, I'm sitting there thinking. Okay, let's extend Nelson. Mm-hmm. Save a little cap money there. Mm-hmm. You cut Hayden. And you save that cap money there. Mm-hmm. And you use all those savings to see what you can do to hold on to both Cam Sutton and mm-hmm. Mike Hilton. To keep both of them. Okay. Yep. I could see that. So in other words, we're saying. Because what you could basically end up doing mm-hmm. is you could leave Sutton in the, or Hilton in the slot, mm-hmm. put Sutton to the outside and Joe Hayden's spot, and you still got Steven Nelson on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then all you there. have to replace is the. Is basically the dime safety role that that um, Cam Sutton was doing. So correct. Okay, so just to clarify, I, I was right. Joe Hayden's thirty-one. He turns thirty-two on on April fifteenth. So um, that's what what to do there. Which is interesting because I, I'm I think it was Art Rooney the second, and not Kevin Colbert because I think it was further back when they were kind of when they were talking with the media and everything and they brought up Joe Hayden made it seem like the Steelers are are more likely to hold on to Hayden than Nelson. Now, I think especially after doing uh the Vertex article with with Jeffrey looking at what the film that he showed out there you are spot on when I think it's it needs to come to an extension for Steven Nelson. The question is how much more are you going to have to pay him than what you paid him in his last contract? That's going to be the big question with him. You're going to think I'm crazy. No, I'm not going to think you're crazy. Go ahead. I think you extend Joe Hayden. I think you give Joe Hayden two more years, but you're not doing, and you're going to basically give him his salary this year, always a signing bonus other than the minimum. And you're not, but you're not going to look at huge base salary beyond there because of his age. He's yeah. a guy that, that you're not going to, but you're not going to have to pay him thought. more than what you were paying him. What's that? Yeah, that? That was my next thought. Yeah. That you can Let's extend him if route. you're not paying him more because Jeff Hartman brought up something on his let's ride podcast that it's funny because I'm going to screw it up. That's why I'm double checking here to make sure that I didn't He that he brought this up and I thought it was a really good point. And then it got me thinking about other things. Um, and he said, maybe you extend Joe Hayden and you keep him around for a couple of years. And if he seems like he's not the same outside corner, then you go the Deshae Townsend route to where as you get older, you move from an outside corner to be in the slot corner that's not yep. there all the time. Now, if that's a possibility down the road, then I think the guy that if you if one of the four you aren't able to keep, I think it's Mike Hilton because 
what you could do as long as Joe Hayden's fine on the outside, you've got Cam Sutton in the slot. But then if Joe Hayden needs to move to the slot, you have Cam Sutton who can play on the outside. Mike Hilton is he's a slot corner. You know, right. that's who he is. What what was the term that someone used the one time? Um slot back. slot backer. Yeah, which is basically what he is. Doesn't mean that I don't want to keep Mike Hilton. I would love to just keep all four of them. That is the best way to do sure, things. That would be great, forward. but I just don't see how they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. I was really surprised at the numbers that PFF put on these guys' contracts. <clears throat> it really was surprising because especially so on the Steelers' defensive side. And I have another article coming out from the offensive. If you, if you read my defensive um, cost-over-replacement article, uh, the offensive one's coming. Um, I feel like they overvalued the Steelers' offensive players and undervalued their defensive players. I mean, they have Bud Dupree at $10 million a season. Um, yeah, he's coming off of a major injury. But that, that that's why. The injury's why they dropped yeah. it to that. But they have Mike Hilton at four million a year, and and Cam Sutton at two point seven five million a year. I say if that's the case, that you can get them both both for under seven million combined per year, and knowing that it'll be lower in the first year based on on the signing bonuses and stuff. My goodness, why are they? What you don't need to wait for Ben Roethlisberger to do that. You make that move now, and then you make it again, and then you do it again the next day. You run to get them to sign those contracts because, that, to me, I think that's great value for both of those players. What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, you're right. And, you know, if you give Joe Hayden an extension and can move some of that money around, that probably gives you the money. You know, if you can get them for that price, you can keep them both. Yeah, I mean, what would be great is if you say, okay, we're not going, we're not going to worry about going under the salary, you know, using corner to get us under the salary cap. We'll do that other places, like corner. Yeah, but let's see okay. if we can use it to break even at corner. Yes, that's exactly yeah. it. If you could save the money from the other two players and keep those two players, and then you give then James Pierre's got another year to to, to work. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I mean, and if you who knows how, how that's that's gonna go. And honestly, I would oh, if James Khan, Pierre do your magic. Oh yeah. <laughs> if, if if James Pierre ends up being a I mean, the Steelers just don't find corners like that like that. Um recently. They can't even yeah. draft them very well. So I mean, Cam Sutton, there you go. That's the best drafted corner they've had in a long time. I have a feeling Justin Lane's going to stick around on his rookie deal as a depth piece, but that he, I don't know that that's going to work out. I think Pierre is more the guy that could be the next guy. Um, and knowing that you're going to have him for, for a while, you don't have to rush him into a lot of action. Um, so if you don't get all four of them, at least having three at least having three. So I kind of like what you were saying uh, with that before. So, so when, when we come back for part two, cause we're about ready to take a break, we're going to go into what the, the best, you know, if you, if you can only keep two, what's the best two to keep. If you're going to keep three, who's the best ones to keep, which ones are the best ones to keep out of all these. We're going to do that. And then we're hopefully going to maybe have a little bit of time for questions and we'll definitely get, to our big question at the end, like we do, I, I guess 
We need to give that a name. We just go call it the big question. Sure. <laughs> until we come up with something of, better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so until that. So we'll um that stuff is coming up here in part two. So if you're listening to an audio side, go ahead and click on over. And if you're listening here on YouTube or Facebook, just give us a few seconds and we'll be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.